Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn in your Bibles with me, if you would, to Luke chapter 24, the Gospel of Luke chapter 24. I began preaching last Sunday morning from this chapter and uh, just taking us on a journey together with the Holy Ghost from that empty tomb and to where uh, the Lord allows uh, here in a couple chapters, Acts chapter 2, we get to the upper room. Um, last week, we looked at those the disciples find the empty tomb and those two angels in shining garments telling them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. And how the resurrection of Jesus Christ is an invite it's a miracle. And it's an invitation into a different kind of life that we get to live. The resurrected life. This is a story, the one that picks up in verse 13 of Luke 24. It's a story that's only told in the Gospel of Luke. And you're going to notice that as we read this passage together, there's a sense of irony that's here because you, the reader, become aware of, you're already aware of important facts that some of the characters in this story are not aware of yet. And so uh, you're kind of at a different vantage point. So you're going to notice that as we read it. Luke chapter 24 and verse 13 in the New King James Version says this, Now behold, Two of them, two of the disciples, uh, were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened, speaking of the arrest and crucifixion of Jesus Christ. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. And he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? He asks, in, in essence, what have you been talking about? What are you talking about? Then the one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to Jesus, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem that hasn't heard and known the things that happened there? These days, and Jesus said to them, What things? So they said to Jesus, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our own rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us. When they didn't find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. Then Jesus said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and, in, and to enter into his glory? And then beginning at Moses and all the prophets, Jesus expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Jesus started to make adjustments. Everybody say adjustments. Then they drew near to the village where they were going, and Jesus indicated that he would have gone farther. But they constrained him, saying, Jesus would have kept on going. But they constrained him and said, stay with us, abide with us, for it is toward the evening, the day is far spent. And Jesus went in to stay with them. 
Now it came to pass as Jesus sat at the table with them that he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they knew him and he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? And they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together saying, the Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told about the things that had happened on the road and how Jesus was known to them in the breaking of bread. I want to preach from that text this morning about adjustments, adjustments. You may be seated, adjustments. Have you ever had to go to the chiropractor and get an adjustment? All right, I hear a rustling through the assembly right now that there's some that know what I'm talking about. Sometimes we have something that's going on in our body, and we know something's going on, but we can't make the adjustment on our own, right? So we have to go and see someone about that, and a lot of times people go to a chiropractor, and, and they have to get an adjustment. I want to talk about adjustments today. We need adjustments today. If you're content to do it your way, I pray that the word would move you and that you'd be open to an adjustment in the Holy Ghost today. If you have an area of your life that you're willing to say it's time for an adjustment, I pray that at the conclusion of our service today or even during the message, there's, there's times during the message the Bible says, while he yet spake. We're that kind of a church, amen? amen. The Lord can do a work immediately if you'll respond in faith. The Holy Ghost doesn't have to wait on a particular time of service or a particular time of day, but the Lord will do it any time that you want to respond in faith and receive what the Lord has for you. Amen? Amen. There was a rumor that had started to circulate among the disciples that Jesus' tomb was empty, that there had been sightings of angels, and that there had even been a resurrection that had taken place. And in the text that we read in Luke 24 this morning, there are two disciples who are traveling to a village called Emmaus. These disciples are heading home uh, after what must have been a very traumatic weekend for them. They were disillusioned, they were dejected, they were confused, they were despondent, probably feeling completely alone, even a little bit lost. And they were discussing as they walked on the road to this village called Emmaus, the failed messianic mission of Jesus. That this one who they'd put all their hopes in had apparently fallen short of everything they expected him to do. And the story we read together begins in a place of unimaginable loss. These individuals have been traumatized by the events of the past few days where the one that they had put all their hopes and dreams in had been brutally arrested and executed. These travelers on the road to Emmaus, they were mourning, they were disillusioned over the disappointment of what might have been. Jesus had failed to meet their expectations. The person they fervently believed would be the new king of Israel not only wasn't ruling Israel, but was also, in their minds, in his grave. The candle of all their hopes of having a Messiah had been snuffed out in these last few days. Jesus' closest followers were in hiding. 
They were either in hiding in Jerusalem or they were fleeing as these individuals were out of the city walls of Jerusalem and into the nearby villages and separating themselves from the problems that had emerged in these last few days. Their homeland was still being ruled by Romans and the kingdom of God that Jesus had said was already present and coming into the world now seemed so far away. Jesus drew near to them as they walked and as they spoke to one another. And as Jesus drew near, their eyes were limited, their vision was limited, and they couldn't discern that it was him. Jesus asked that question. He says, what have you been talking about? What is this that you are talking about? And they replied to Jesus and said, are you the only one, can you, how, how are, are you the only one in this region that hasn't heard about what's happened in these last several days. And they started to explain to Jesus the events that had transpired, how they had this Messiah named Jesus of Nazareth, and he was a miracle worker. He was a teacher. He was just an amazing individual. And they had, there was this community of people that had put all their hopes and dreams into Jesus, knowing, just knowing, just in faith, believing that he was going to be the one that was going to change everything. And then in the course of just less than a week, all of those dreams were shattered and everything was torn apart. And now this one who had been the supposed Messiah was in their minds in the grave still. Even though there were rumors circulating of what had happened, they didn't have the, to believe that a miracle has actually taking place. They were walking on the road to Emmaus and they had three things that were fundamentally limiting how they could understand what was going on in their world. The first is that their point of view had no spiritual dimension to it. They were perceiving things completely in the natural. We have to believe that there is a natural realm and there is a spiritual realm. Amen? There are some things that we have to discern spiritually, the Bible says. That even though in our natural faculties we may not be able to discern or make sense of everything that's being presented to us, we have to acknowledge and believe that there is a spiritual component to not just the church and what we're doing this morning, but also just to our everyday life and the things that we encounter and the circumstances we deal with. There is a spiritual dimension to living for God. They were looking at things completely in the natural and they were forgetting to think of things in the spirit. And because of that, their own agenda was limiting and determining their expectations. What they believed Jesus was there to do in his life and ministry before he was crucified, their expectations of everything that Jesus said he was going to do was limiting their understanding of what he was actually there to do. And so even on the road to Emmaus, even after there's been a miracle and Jesus has resurrected from the dead, they're not able to perceive it and understand it to the degree that they need to be because everything in their system is being interpreted through the lens of their expectations that they were placing on God. Sometimes we can call that putting God in a box. Not only do we need to have spiritual discernment of what God's plan and will is, but we've also got to know that he's not like us. His ways are higher than our ways. 
His plans are higher than my plans. He sees further out than 48 hours. I may think I know what tomorrow holds, but brothers and sisters, none of us really know what tomorrow holds. But I know one who does. His name is Jesus Christ. He holds every tomorrow in his hands, and he has a plan from the beginning to the end. He's the author, and he is the finisher. He has a plan. No matter what my expectations might be, my expectations need to come in check. And I need to seek God and see what he's actually doing and not just what I expect him to be doing. Thirdly, they failed to acknowledge a resurrection. Sometimes we take for granted just the miracle of the resurrection. We had Easter a couple weeks ago and we can kind of just get almost just humdrum about The miracle of a human being resurrecting from the dead. And not just resurrecting, but living forevermore. We can just kind of put that onto the back burner sometimes and forget that God came in human flesh, lived a perfect and sinless life, became the new representative of the human race, And was crucified on a cross and died a real human death for you and me in our place. And then on the third day, he resurrected from the dead and is alive forevermore. It is a miracle that Jesus Christ came out of that grave. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. But their expectations wouldn't allow. Wouldn't allow for a miracle of that magnitude to take place. Sometimes we can get so buried in our pity, in our circumstances. They're real. I'm not making light of them. But we can get so buried down and so burdened down with the things of life and the expectations that we placed on God that we fail to see sometimes that there has been a resurrection, a miracle in our life on. Jesus walks up. On the road to Emmaus, to these two disciples, one of them is named Cleopas, the other one we don't know who it is, maybe it was his wife, maybe it was somebody else, we don't know who it was, it doesn't tell us. Walks up on these two disciples walking on the road to Emmaus, they've left Jerusalem, they're walking the seven mile journey to Emmaus, and they're just trying to escape everything that they've just been through. Jesus walks up on them, and this this is the scenario that he walks up on, everything that I've just described, there's expectations that are flaring and, and, and there's a failure to acknowledge that perhaps a resurrection could take place if Jesus is everyone, everything he says that he is. And, and, and they're perceiving things completely in the natural and they're not really looking at things spiritually and discerning anything in the spirit. And Jesus walks up and he asks this one question that triggers the adjustments that they need. Everybody say adjustments. He asks them this question. It's the same question that if you'll allow it to get into your spirit today, it will start to, 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 it'll start to activate some adjustments that need to happen in you today. And Jesus asked them and said, what have you been talking about? What have you been talking about? Before you relegate this story of, of the road to Emmaus, and it has all the hallmark characteristics of a Bible, just a Bible story. And before we relegate this story and, and this text to just that category of Sunday school stories and, 
And I mentioned a couple weeks ago that, you know, the felt board, uh, you know, you got the two guys, and some of you didn't know what the felt board was, and I pity you. I, I, I'm sorry. We're going to get one, maybe. We'll see if we can find one. But, you know, where you get the felt board and you stick the two disciples and then you enter Jesus onto the scene, you know, and, and, and they're walking and they, they're passing different things and they're talking. And, and, you know, before we relegate this story to the category of things that only exist in the world of felt boards and Sunday school tales, we need to realize that this, this is a real interaction that's happening and it's for us today. And Jesus asks, what have you been talking about we need to let that question, that's a penetrating question, we need to let that question get into our spirit today and maybe just let the Holy Ghost do what the preacher can't do. The Holy Ghost can do it, though, and the Holy Ghost can start to examine what's on the inside of our hearts. So let me ask a couple follow-up questions, and maybe the Holy Ghost will start doing that if he hasn't already. What did you talk about on the way to church today? If you rode with somebody, what did you talk about? What have you talked about this morning when you were at the house? What have you talked about since you got to the church this morning? What have you been talking about? What were your conversations? There's always just beautiful conversations that are happening before service where we're coming together and there's people coming into the building from all different places and, and we start to talk and fellowship and interact with one another. What, what was the content? What was the substance of your conversations this morning? What have you been talking about this week? Have you prayed about it as much as you've talked about it? Have you studied God's word about it as much as you've discussed your own point of view in the way that your natural faculties perceive what's going on? Have you sought to get a spiritual viewpoint of what God might be doing in your life? We need an adjustment today, amen? amen. We need an adjustment today. What have you been talking about? You know, I've been talking about the fact that our government, our, our government's just a disaster in this country. There's things going on that I don't like, and, and, and I've been talking about it, and it's been in my conversations. But the Word of God, here, try this one on for size. The Word of God says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Maybe you've been talking about things going on in our world right now, this generation, that not just the younger generation, but just this generation that's on the face of the earth right now, and, and there's issues and there's things that we've never seen before that's happening. And we don't, some of it is just repulsive. We don't like it. We disagree with it. And, and maybe, maybe that's just been taking over your conversations. And it's been just a, a point that you keep coming back to. And it seems like every interaction you have and, and, and you're thinking back to conversations right now. But can I submit to you what the word of God says? The prophet Joel says that it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters the younger generation shall prophesy and your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions and also on my maid servants and on my men servants I will pour out my spirit in those days there might here 
We need an adjustment today. There may be some things going on in our world that we disagree with. Certainly, there's some things that are wrong and that we would like to stop if we had a magic wand and we could just fix it all. There's things that find their way into our conversations. But I'm here to tell you today, there's a different way to go about perceiving what God is doing on in the world. I know things look rough, and I know things are disagreeable right now. And I know maybe there's things happening in our world today that you've never seen before. But cling to the Word of God. And let it adjust your conversation. And let it adjust your spirit. Because the word of God says, in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. Come on. I shouldn't. I almost kicked it into a higher gear right there. But I shouldn't have to scream and quote that verse to get a rise out of us. That verse doesn't just work whenever I dial it up to 12. That verse works when I'm down here in my regular register of my voice. It works right here too. In the last days, saith God, I will, in these days that we're living in, where there's so much messed up and there's so many different things that we could be walking down the road of life talking about and pointing at and saying, are you the only one who didn't see the news this week? Did you see that happening? Did you see this happening? There can be a Holy Ghost adjustment that happens in our conversation and in our thinking. And we can instead start to say, you know what? There's never been a better hour for God to pour out the gift of his spirit. There's never been more people that need to be filled with the Holy Ghost than exist on the face of the earth today. Just wait on God and see what he will do when he starts to pour out his spirit on all flesh. Mm. Adjustments. Zoom it in a little bit. Maybe you're saying, you know, I've got some things going on in my life. I've got some health things. I've got some, some, some challenges going on in my life, and, and they're real, and, and certainly no one would ever discredit that. That's the stuff of life, unfortunately, in the world that we live in, and, and there's challenges, and there's health stuff, and, 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 and maybe, maybe, just maybe, and I'm not blasting, I'm not trying to single anybody out, but maybe, just maybe, the content of your conversations is so often drifts toward your symptoms, or whatever the latest visit has been, and that's fine, because we care about one another, and we want to keep up with one another, but listen to the word of God that says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all all your iniquities, who heals all of your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Adjustments. 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 There's something to be said about what we speak. The power of our words. What have you been talking about? Maybe your finances are a disaster. Maybe there's turmoil in your finances and you're not sure which way's up and you're, you're trying to figure out how things are going to come together and, and it's stressing you out. And, it's, and, and certainly, I'll, I'll, make an, I'll make the disclaimer again, it's real life stuff. I'm not discrediting it. I'm not reducing it. I'm not minimizing it. But brothers and sisters, 
We serve the one who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. When was the last time that found its way into our conversation? When was the last time that instead of telling a tale of woe and, 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 and discouragement and all the bad things, instead we clicked over into the spiritual dimension and we said, you know what? There's one that I serve that he is rich in mercy. He has everything that I need. He can provide everything. He's my provider and he owns the cattle on a thousand hills and the things that I can't figure out on my own he's already got figured out I just need to trust him I'm trusting on the Lord adjustments spirit is wanting to help somebody today Jesus is willing to walk with you on the journey of life and if you'll let Jesus speak into your life today and you'll let him speak into your circumstance and situation Jesus can start to unravel what's so tangled up in your life he can start to straighten out the knots that are in your life and the things that don't seem like there's a way out Jesus can start to straighten it out for you today if you'll just walk with him and you'll listen to his voice and you'll let that penetrating question hit you right between the eyes what have I been talking about and you'll do an honest assessment and let the Holy Ghost make some adjustments in your life this is the task of preaching and teaching and it ought to be on us even when we're not in a setting like this and we're being preached to or taught it's a call to come back to the word of God and not just the scriptures, but also just discerning the voice of God in our prayer time. We got to hear from the Lord on our own. Let me talk to the person this morning who's been consumed, consumed with what life has been handing you. And I say this with compassion today, that Jesus is inviting you this morning back to the word of God and back to himself. Just like those two disciples who were walking on the road. It's hard, it's hard for us to fathom the level of disappointment that they must have been feeling. It's hard for us to kind of put it, I've tried to paint a picture today, but it's, it's really hard for us to really get a grasp of how disappointed they must have felt and how crushed they must have felt by the unmet expectations that they had thought was going to take place in the world around them. And in the course of just hours, just mere days, everything crumbled apart. Jesus is inviting you like he invited them this morning back to the word of God. Amen. Back to himself. I know you've been confused, but I'm here to tell you this morning you can live again. I know maybe you've been off the path, but I'm hearing the Holy Ghost to tell you this morning you can live again. Amen. It's time to recenter your life on Jesus Christ. You may be on, the, on, on a spiritual road to Emmaus this morning, and there may have been things in your world that didn't go the way you expected them to, and there may have been real raw feelings that are associated with those things, but God is calling us into a relationship with him And he's calling us back to his side, back to his word. There's a lot of things that, that we can give our attention to. A lot of topics. It's not wrong for you. I don't want you to walk away and feel like it's, it's wrong for you to give attention to the physical needs of life. Or it's wrong for you to have an opinion about what's going on in government or politics. Or it's wrong for you to have a hobby that you enjoy. But we must not allow anything to take the place of the main thing. The word of God and the things of God must be our most common conversation. God's will is, has to be what we discuss most. The voice of our master must be the thing that we most long to hear.
God's word adjusts us. We need an adjustment today. What happens when we don't see Jesus? Put yourself in the shoes of these two disciples walking on that road to Emmaus. They're walking and, and Jesus begins to converse with them, but they see him, but they don't see him. They don't know him. They don't recognize him. What happens in life whenever you don't see Jesus? When we aren't talking about the right thing. When we're focused on the wrong things. We get timid. We get depressed. We get to feeling lost. Look at what they told Jesus. They said, Jesus, this looks like a failure. This looks like a failed mission. The Romans crucified him. We thought there was going to be a kingdom. There was even rumors of Jesus' body not being in the tomb and even that he is alive, but it's just rumors and an empty hope. We probably all have wondered and thought, if I could just kind of parachute in to a scene in the Bible, what would I do? Where, where would I drop into? What, where, what would I like to drop in and see? Would you like to see Elijah on Mount Carmel? Would you like to see when God created everything in the beginning? Would you like to see, you know, uh, when they first opened the door to Noah's Ark after the flood and, 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 and just the joy and jubilation that it must have been that they'd been saved? And, and, and we can look through the Bible and say, you know, I'd like, I would really like to see that, and I'd really like to see that. And if I had a time machine, I'd like to go and see this or that. One of the, one of the places that I don't know, maybe it's in my top 10. I don't know if I have a top 10, but it, if I had a top 10, it'd probably make the cut. I would love to have been able to walk with Jesus on the road to Emmaus because of what he does next. When, when their lives are upside down and things aren't going the way that they thought it was going to go, Jesus took them back to the Old Testament. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, Jesus expounded to them all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. I would love to have been able to have been there for that conversation. Jesus Christ himself taking a seven-mile walk and explaining and expounding the things of the Old Testament, the things that make me scratch my head sometimes, explaining all of those things and saying, guys, here's how it's all connected. Here's how it all points to Jesus. Here's how it all, if you could just imagine being there for that. For them, it was an adjustment of their identity of Jesus and the plan of God for redeeming the whole world. They'd been seeing it all wrong. And for all the different kinds of adjustments that must have happened that day, there are adjustments that God wants to do here this morning. Some of us need adjustments maybe in your marriage. Maybe your finances need adjustment. Maybe your prayer, your prayer life needs a jolt of adjustment. Maybe your internet browsing history needs an adjustment. Maybe who you're following online needs an adjustment. Maybe what's going on in your text messages and your DMs need an adjustment. Maybe the contents of your home need an adjustment. Maybe the way that you're spending your Friday nights needs an adjustment. Maybe the crowd that you're hanging with and associating with and is allowing to influence you, maybe there needs to be an adjustment there. Can we just be sensitive to the Holy Ghost right now and lift up our hands? Because the Word of God is here and the Spirit of God is ministering 
Can we just be sensitive to the Holy Ghost? I, I, know that, I know that the Lord's right in the middle of where we're living right now, but there's adjustments that he wants to do. And if we'll allow adjustments to take place, come on, lift up your voice right now. If we'll allow adjustments to take place, then God will start to do something powerful. He'll start to do what only he can do. There's breakthroughs that are in the room this morning. Come on, right now, all over this room, let's lift up our voice. Let's elevate our voice. Come on, we can make it sound like it sounds before we start church service in here right now, and we can just talk to Jesus a little bit. It's all right. It's not out of order. We can use that voice right now as our prayer voice. Say, God, open up my spirit. Lord, help me to understand what you're doing in my life. Lord, I need a breakthrough in my finances. I need a breakthrough in my relationships. Lord, I, 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 need to, I need to break away from some of the things that I've been tied into that I don't need tied into anymore. I need an adjustment in my life. I need something that starts to happen. I need a revelation of who you are, God. I need you to not just be my savior, but I need you to be the one that shapes my life. I don't need you to just be my friend. I need you to be my king. I need you to do what only you can do in my life. Mm. It came to pass as he sat at the table with them that he took bread and he blessed it and he broke it and he gave it to them. And in that moment, their eyes were opened and they knew him. And Jesus vanished from their sight. Their eyes were opened and they started to fully comprehend Jesus. It doesn't just mean that suddenly they were able to recognize him just based on his physical features. I don't think Jesus' physical features necessarily changed. I don't think he, his face changed its look or anything like that. I think when they recognized him and they knew him, that it was something spiritual that happened. There was such a jolt to the way that they were thinking and the way that they were behaving and the way that they were walking down the road of life, that when the word of God was presented to them and they got in an environment like we're in right now, there was such a change that happened. The Holy Ghost is here right now. There was such a transformation that happened all of a sudden that now all of a sudden, even though they had been in the presence of this man, for miles they had walked with him, suddenly, they were able to see him and know him for who he really was. It's the only answer for the trouble that's in our spirit sometimes. It's the only access to the true hope of the world is for there to be something spiritual that happens. The book of Romans says that we're saved by hearing the word of God. We need a preacher. We need the word of God preached into us, taught into us. And the Apostle Paul knew this because when our life comes into contact with the Word of God, we can have a moment like they had in Luke chapter 24. All the things you're disappointed about, all the things you're confused about, all the things that have hurt you, all the ways that your life feels dysfunctional, all the weights that are holding you down, all the sins that you need to be broken off of your life, the Word of God and the Spirit of God can give you a breakthrough today. I have to look no further than the book of Proverbs to know this is true. 
one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. Many of you know it as well. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. I just feel the Holy Ghost in here right now. Can you stand with me right now and can you lift up your hands toward heaven? And can you just start to respond in faith? Start to respond in faith. I'm going to read that again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge Him. And I will direct your paths. These altars are open right now, and I would that somebody would say, you know what, there's a way that I need to acknowledge him right now. The scriptures say, in all my ways, acknowledge him. Sometimes we get it backwards. Sometimes we say, I've got to wait until everything gets straightened out. Everything gets straightened out. I'm going to be walking right and talking right, and then I'm going to acknowledge the goodness of God, and I'm going to place him where he deserves to be in my life. But the scripture says that if we will acknowledge him in all of our ways, then he will direct our paths. Don't get it backwards today. You don't have to get all cleaned off and dusted off in order to approach God. These altars are open right now. Come on, brothers and sisters, let's fill these altars right now. Because I'm talking this morning about a Savior who is also your King, a Redeemer who's also your Master. There's going to be a moment. There's already been a moment today where they're, just like happened with those two disciples, they, they, their eyes were opened. Their eyes were opened because somebody's being sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Somebody's tuned in to what God is doing doing and they're saying you know what I've got something in my life I've got an area in my life that I need the Lord to touch I don't have an answer for it it feels out of control I feel confused about it I feel lost I feel disappointed I don't know why it happened that way Jesus is calling you he's calling you into a relationship with him he's calling you back to his word he's wanting to give you understanding your faith can be restored today Come on, all over this room right now. We need adjustments today. Sometimes we just need to go and get an adjustment. Sometimes we need something to start. There needs to be a flow of the Holy Ghost that's just restored into our life. Come on, I would. I'm going to make another call. Step out of where you are this morning and find a place around these altars and around these stairs at the front of the building or around the edge of the building. Wherever you can, though, find a place to respond in faith to what God is doing right now because it's at the place that we're at right now where they're walking down the road, but life can start again. You may be on the road of life, and you do, I don't have no idea how I got on this road. I had no idea a week, a week ago that I would ever be walking the path that I'm walking right now this isn't what I envisioned for my life if you'd asked me five years ago I don't know how I got here ten years ago I don't know how I got here I don't know how I got to this road I don't know how I got on the path that I'm on but I'm here to tell you Jesus is walking onto your path today his path is intersecting with your path on this Sunday morning and there's a miracle that can happen in this place. There's a breakthrough that can happen in this place. Come on, make, make a move toward God right now. Step out of where you are. I'm making another call right now. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you need to be responding in faith to what God is doing in this place right now. It might not be for you or one of your loved ones, but it's for one of your brothers and sisters. It's for someone who needs a touch of God today. Come on.